0: hey guys welcome back to opinionated and underrated i'm ellen and i'm charlotte today we are back we are better than ever we have missed you we have
1: missed us um it's been a long time it's been such a long time we've taken a bit of an impromptu hiatus because we sort of we went into um college a bit naively and we were like do you know what we can just carry on this podcast on the side like of course we can have a part-time <laughs> job and form. we can have and a job really and, form and an EPQ and music lessons and all these commitments and volunteering and it's going to be so fun and then obviously and a podcast <laughs> and then reality kind of slaps us in the face a little bit but never you fear because now we are here on zoom because you got to do it somehow it's funny because we had all of these
0: episodes recorded um in preparation for this um we kind of had like five of them lined up and then we got into sixth one, and we were just like i hate all of these i hate (laughs) how every single one of these sound and so we just have a bunch of recorded episodes stashed away somewhere. Yeah. And I think we just need to start from scratch. And I think the best way to do that is to revisit one of our very, very first episodes, Rape Culture. And that is what we're doing today.
1: This is the second episode we ever filmed when starting up the podcast, and whilst I absolutely love the engagement we got the first time around, I think largely I still agree with most of what we were saying. I think going in in at it with a fresher lens and more perspective is very useful now, and hopefully we can bring you a good episode. Obviously, as we said on that episode, this is a quick trigger warning that we will be talking about rape, sexual assault, etc. So if that's triggering to you, just consider this your notice in advance, and I'm sure there will be other episodes you can enjoy. I think
0: for the longest time, we were kind of stuck on how are we going to return? How are we going to come back with an episode that actually is of quality and that we want to share with you guys? Because to be honest, my favourite thing about this is how much you guys, like I say you guys, because for the longest time, no one was listening to us. And then like kind of just, we started to pick up some people who were actually engaging with us and it's my favourite thing. So the thing is, we were just, how do we come back and make it worthwhile? And... I think what triggered it was yes there's always stuff in the news but I think there was all the spiking happening at universities obviously still happening as it always is but you know there was a whole like rise up about it everyone's invited we've had just a lot of stuff happening around us like in our personal Mm -hmm. lives I think has been triggering and I think we just need to talk about it
1: yeah completely I think this is such an easy conversation for us to revisit time and time again because unfortunately it has a lot of prevalence in our personal lives we have testimonies we have anecdotes we have friends we have personal experiences and sometimes I feel like the conversation is getting tired but then I, wa- then I wonder is that my perspective because this is just a reality of my life it's just something that is I'm so used to and we're yeah. so accustomed to
0: I just I, I think I forget that I am in an echo chamber and I just assumed everyone was with it I assume mm. everyone is with the like everyone's with the times <laughs> with like the it's between what you know what I mean like yeah hit get with the program and I just kind of had a bit of a reality check today that not everyone is Mm. I think I don't know I think a lot of the time people enter these kinds of conversations with really good intentions and I love that but I also think it's a generational thing where kind of it just it it feels really regressive yeah one step forward three steps back kind of situation and I don't know it just feels like every time we have these conversations there are just there is so much backtrack and so much i don't don't know little disputes that kind of push it back where it doesn't need to be and we don't actually get anywhere so i hope today we can kind of have this conversation and get somewhere
1: I think what's really interesting is that legally there is such variation in the definitions of rape and that even Mm. when we start off this conversation we can't be completely unanimous on what we actually mean because it varies country to country because obviously legislation varies from country to country but what is extremely interesting about rape specifically is that in the UK legally you can only count as a rapist if you have a penis that you have used to penetrate an anus, a vagina or a mouth and obviously that Um, definition of rape is not at all encompassing of sexual violence in its entirety and that in itself is a huge problem but from that legal framework already we can see it setting the tone for a non-inclusive conversation so that's obviously rape which falls under the category of sexual assault but then sexual harassment is a separate thing and i think that a lot of the times because sexual harassment by comparison to sexual assault in its full horrors looks a lot tamer really gets swept under the rug but we kind of undermine sexual harassment in our daily lives and that's things like catcalling that's things like online harassment that's things like comments rape jokes um and i think you'd be very surprised about how many people if this hasn't affected you how many people it has affected and there's obviously that infamous study that was conducted earlier in 2021 that revealed that what was it 87 percent of women between the ages of 18 and 24 had been sexually harassed at some point um in the past insert time period i'm sorry i don't know the exact one but i mean the prevalence is just completely unmatched
0: the thing that really really bothers me about these kind of conversations is how obviously that we have all these definitions of what rape is what sexual assault is and obviously there are different severities of it but i feel like and it happens not it's not just like you know when we think of rape culture like in our heads we think oh yeah it's like some guys kind of just making rape jokes and kind of just like yeah like being lads that like that kind of thing like we we've talked about this time and time again i know we've had this conversation of like lad culture rape culture boys making rape jokes um like boys slut shaming like lads just like you know what i mean and i noticed just recently and like even within girls like even within conversations i'm having with my girlfriends there are girls invalidating other girls experiences by being like okay we well, didn't have it as bad as this mm-hmm. okay but mine was worse than this and it's like i it's so weird because it's the one thing that like supposedly kind of unites us in this experience how bleak i know awful but like it, it then and then suddenly it's dividing us because oh you didn't have it as bad as i did oh actually this was this no i mean you were asking for it and i'm having that within conversations with my
1: girlfriends why is that happening mm-hmm it's so it's so like unique the way that rape culture like forces us into a shared sense of like unity in this trauma, but then completely pinces mm. against each other at the same time. I also think like I know we we also had this conversation before, but the whole
0: idea of male validation and how girls feeling like oh if they weren't being catcalled then suddenly they weren't desirable like insane like concepts to think about like oh if you're not being harassed you're not desirable yeah yet you're not attractive and then again that's something that's supposed to unite us suddenly like it's it's splitting us apart even further because we don't even know what to think anymore there are 11 year olds walking around thinking why i have not been catcalled like obviously i'm not pretty like yeah because but i know i know we've said this catcalling is about power rather than I, it just actually is baffling to me how something so, like, I don't know, male validation, and, and that is how we see it, because it's it's a violent, like, th- that is how, it's through power, and we think, oh, yeah, like, that is how I want to get it, and it's just so fucked up.
1: I mean, you know, we've raved about the Margaret Atwood quote, um you are your own voyeur, you are a woman with a man inside of you watching you, so the, like, desire for male validation and to fulfil your internal male gaze is completely innate, um, but when so much of like the sexual validation occurs as a form of violence, it's very mm-hmm. natural to find yourself wanting to fulfil that and wanting to prove to yourself that you are capable of being objectified. Because like being no doubt that men look at you and objectify you is bleak, but it's like it's so it's so strange that we have to prove to ourselves that yeah we are still victims of the patriarchy, and then that mm. weirdly. Fulfills us. Like, what? It's such a strange paradox. Because then also, we're
0: told to enjoy it. Mm. So then, one part of you is saying, No, let me rebel against this. Like, I know that this is like patriarchy. I know that this is an oppressive structure. And then, and then another part of you saying, No, enjoy it. Like, it's a compliment. Do you know what I mean? And we know logically, like, obviously, obviously it's not a compliment. Obviously it's harassment. But like, Subconsciously, we don't really know that because of what we've been told our entire lives. So you think what one day we're going to wake up and realise? I don't think so.
1: I think the more that like, because I feel like these kind of conversations are becoming more and more mainstream, and not just around sexual harassment, sexual violence, but just maybe like issues on the left slash humanitarian issues are becoming more and more mainstream. Mm. And I attribute a lot of that to social media, like TikTok, especially with a younger demographic. But, um, like, these conversations can lose their nuance because people cherry-pick. It is choice feminism at its finest. People cherry-pick the kind of narratives that they can uplift themselves with. And then we Mm. lose a lot of the conversation in that people learn buzzwords and they run with them. And people, like, learn that there is a male gaze in their life. And they kind of are like, no, I would never fulfill that. Like, I'm a feminist. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to do that. But then the approach I argue that we should be taking is to learn these things and think, oh, now this explains this in my life. You don't necessarily have to make these drastic adjustments. You're not a bad person for existing under a power structure you have no control over. But it's naive to be like, oh, just because I'm aware of it now, it doesn't affect me. It's kind of the opposite. Yeah. I feel like we're in this really weird
0: balance between choice feminism and like that, you know, third wave feminism that everyone hates on where like, you know, like don't wear lips do you know what I mean like don't girls don't wear high heels like you're a girl boss but like then also we're in that oh but you know I'm choosing to so that's it so that's the choice one it's like oh I'm choosing to do this so therefore it's empowering but then also we're realizing why we're choosing things choosing these things and why they're mm-hmm. therefore not empowering and we're in this really confusing balance between trying to understand why we make these choices but also understanding that we can still make these choices even though they are affected by patriarchy mm-hmm. and i guess it's just coming to terms with the fact that basically every choice we make will be affected by some sort of structure in our life e.g. patriarchy whatever it is
1: and there's just nothing you can do about it basically no exactly it's like oddly Oh, it's not i'm not necessarily saying it's like ugh, like healing or calming but there is something yeah. oddly like full circle about being like oh this is this is how i slot into the world there are good things and there are bad things and the most like unique feeling i've ever had and i wish there was a word to sum it up was a couple of years ago right like it genuinely just hit me that like fuck these men or these group of people view me as nothing like my personhood yeah. Everything that I have to rely on to like express my like experience in the world is disregarded. They don't view that. They don't see that. Or if they do, they choose to disregard it, which arguably is even worse. And it's just like because you're a fully fledged person, you know that. When you when you are a living, breathing person, like you know that. Like you have your entire yeah. life to go off. And to know that people don't see that it's the most yeah. odd feeling in the world. I
0: love that we we came back with such a light-hearted episode. It makes me feel so
1: warm. Um,
0: let's go to the polls, because obviously my favourite part of every single episode is the polls.
1: I know that we sound like um, a broken record, because we say this every single time, but genuinely, oh, the interaction has actually warmed my heart. I got home and I like had a breakdown over like my five pending... Six, seven pending essays. And then I opened my Instagram and I was like, oh, it's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just... I just love it. Like I genuinely because I know because sometimes... like today. Today was one of these experiences where I'm like, oh my god, am I crazy? Yeah. And I was like, am I am I actually just radical? Like I know I'm like we're quite radical people, I know, but we're not that like we're not we're not we're not crazy. Yeah. We're quite well educated, well-rounded <laughs> people. Okay? If we do say so ourselves. And, and I just today i was like am i fucking crazy am i literally gaslighting?" am i
1: radical i was like am i actually radical
0: and then i came out here and i'm like no no because we tap back into our little echo
1: chamber and all is well
0: and i'm like no we're good we're all (laughs) as well in the world um so the first question the first question we asked is are you harassed more online or in person first i will ask you this question charlotte
1: yeah I think personally I am harassed more in person but that's only because I use my social media to communicate with people I'm actually friends with but I know a lot of people don't.
0: I find that online I am way 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 more. Not because I use it to like um connect with people I'm not friends with, I they just happen to somehow connect with me or like or things have happened online that maybe like I'm not involved in but have got their way back to me. Where it's kind of, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just, it's a very, it's not a, it's not a safe space. It's not yeah, happy, it's not a happy place. Well, the cloak of anonymity
1: um, is just very convenient yeah. for people who would, yeah. definitely would not dream of being so overt in real life. A hundred percent.
0: And the thing is, when I'm being harassed online, it is like, it does tend to be people I know, which yeah. is weird. But it's like they would never say that to my face. Yeah, I had you know the I most mean? like.
1: Weird period of time where was this very, very quiet, very, very like understated boy, like from a couple of my classes, understated. and then understate. I don't know if that was the right choice of was. But then he'd get onto Snapchat and he'd be an absolute menace. A an menace to society. Menace, like to me about me and my body yeah. and stuff. And then I would get into school next day and I'd see him sitting quietly in the corner. And I'm like, how are you, how are you two the same person? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. Like, not even eye, not even an eye contact. And yeah. like.
0: Sun Lee's online he's a whole fucking different person jesus i just, it's like the where do they get this where's the confidence from i don't understand i guess it's i guess you don't have to see their face basically yeah um but yeah no so fifty three percent of people said that they were harassed more in real life mm-hmm. which i guess it's like I th- I, every time you walk out the house basically yeah. right because you're cackled yeah. and you're whistled at and
1: you're I don't know. Yeah, so I can understand. But it's a pretty even split, to be honest. I'm interested in the fact it is an even split because I think this is one of those issues where, like, a lot of our polls are quite divisive, but this is one of the most even split that I've I've actually seen. And I think it definitely just reflects the fact that, like, I think it it also depends on your age. Like, I reckon if you're in college Mm. or if you're young, you're more susceptible, unfortunately, to being catcalled. Or if you're in school, like, the rape culture thrives in a school environment, which we will touch on again later. But then again... Maybe in your adult life. Well, I guess obviously there's sexual harassment in the workplace, but um, especially if you've got like public accounts, a lot of people yeah. like this is what I've noticed online. Anyway, is that a lot of men will use like sexual violence as an insult, like instead of being mm-hmm. like I don't agree with you, they're like you dumb fucking whore, like fuck. Yourself. I'm gonna rape you. Yeah, I'm yeah, to rape basically. You. It, yeah, no, I yeah I relate to that 100. percent
0: Yeah, that's weird because that's the power that they, they 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 are one recognizing that power dynamic they're saying oh like i know that this power dynamic exists in the world yeah. two i'm going to actively use that against you yeah. because a guy saying to you like um you know like just insulting you you're ugly whatever and <laughs> <laughs> could come up with a better insult you know what i mean someone insulting you just to insult you right that has a lot less power than a guy to a girl sexually insulting you or not even I mean, it's sexual harassment, but, like, in the sense that you're using it as an insult because it's, like, you know if they wanted to, they could.
1: Yeah, that's that's the the worst part. While it might might not be,
0: like, from them directly, the threat is always there. Mm -hmm. So they are recognising that and then using it against you because they know, like, you would never be able to, like, your claim, like, that would never have as much power as they do to you, Mm -hmm. which I think is disgusting, like, actually just vile.
1: It just, it just reminds me of the time when I was literally 14 and a guy got really annoyed at me and he told me he was going to come and rape me. Like, what? Yeah, like... <laughs> a child. And it's not even, like... It's not...
0: A child! <laughs> like, it's not... Even, <laughs> sorry. But it's not even just, like... Oh, like, Charlotte, come on. That's just a you experience. Like, you come on, you're a you're pretty outspoken person. You're going to get people coming at you. I, like, my friends. All of my friends. At some point, like, I'm going to... Like, I don't know why, but that threat. It's like, you, like it's a real real possible like possibility so they know they can use that against you i'm One in gonna five. come and rape you i'm gonna come and rape you like what kind of fucking like that like how fucked up in the head do you have to be to say that
1: yeah it's like insane.
0: because but they know they know that the power dynamic is there so they're gonna use it
1: mm-hmm. why wouldn't they
0: um Next question we asked was, how old were you when you first got catcalled? Um, Charlotte, I think you found the average
1: yes. this, didn't you? Like, we got about, like, 40, 50 responses, which was just amazing. Like, honestly, it was insane. It but I did a quick bit of math, so just just know that that maths GCSE has not gone to waste. I did a mean average, actually, in my own time. <laughs> and further maths. And further yeah. maths. God, what an <laughs> awful period of my life. But the point is that the average age that our followers were first catcalled at is 12 that's literally a year seven that what the hell? is tiny that's a child again a child <laughs> that's
0: the child like
1: because i mean that's what it is right it's about power
0: it's about power isn't it it's about the power dynamic and it's much easier for a grown man to pick on and humiliate an 11 year old girl than for them to pick on and humiliate a grown-ass woman
1: yeah can i just talk about this is personal experience here but again i know i'm not alone i know you can testify and i know literally any other person who's been cackled can testify that i've been cackled a worrying amount of times in school uniform yeah. like a little marker that i am a child a little marker that i am a minor which would make your like lens that you're viewing with really pedophilic but like it's just it's just insane i remember walking to school in my school sports kit uh, at some point a couple of years ago with my friend both of us. It was a summer's day, so God forbid we wore the score instead of the full tracksuit attire. And we literally got followed down the road by two men, old enough to be our dads, whistling and shouting. The entire, like, street was looking at us and at them. And they just had no shame. That was what really struck me about it. There was just no shame whatsoever. Do Doing it in broad daylight, it 8 o'clock in the morning. It also strikes me that no one else said nothing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't strike me, I'm not surprised at all, but, like, I just think another layer to the disgustingness of it all mm. it's just uh, i don't what happened <laughs> what went wrong like i just want to know at like, what point in mothers... human evolution did this happen yeah what like what fucking went wrong like something went wrong here yeah let's can we um like can we unpick that because what the <laughs> fuck did their mothers not love them like i don't understand why why and also I mean I don't even I to be honest I need to look up the law on this because I know things change all the time. And I know that upskirting only very recently became illegal. Again, what the hell? Yeah. Um if they're like why why are they not ashamed? Where is the shame? Where is the legality? Why is no one calling the police and saying these two strange men are following children? A child and whistling at them. Yeah. I don't understand. Where is the accountability? Why aren't, why aren't people getting involved? Because it's something that we see every day and we know it happens to us every single day.
1: It's just a, like an accepted part of life. And there's a campaign called Our Streets Now who are doing a lot of great work um, trying to fix the legal framework surrounding um, PSH, public se- sexual harassment. So I do encourage you to check out their work. But interestingly, I emailed my local MP about this because there was an opportunity for a private members bill, which basically means they can propose anything within reason to Parliament. And if you're in that constituency and they draw on the suggestions of their constituents and then have the option to discuss that in Parliament. So I suggested the Our Streets Now campaign. Um, uh, Obviously, that didn't happen. That was not (laughs) talked about in Parliament. It was something about like fucking i don't even know it was so irrelevant property
0: management was it it? was property that's right it was
1: property management um so that there you go there's there's the um priorities of your um mp (laughs) but it's just like like this is on the radar of the government but um from a legal perspective i understand it's very hard to prosecute someone who whistles in passing and then drives away in a big white van that's very hard but there is literally no support offered to victims to anyone like that's the problem is that nobody knows what to do on that street when i was with my friend nobody knew what to do like what do yeah. you do where do you even begin
0: i don't know i to be honest i don't know like what what can you you just be like what like what are you doing i don't know it's so because it's humiliating yeah i know it shouldn't be but it is like and it's not for them but it is for me when if i'm when i'm walking in the street and there's someone yelling at me i i am humiliated because so it's like why are you drawing attention to me like go away you know but it's just i don't this is what i don't understand about how um you know like it's so swept under the rug and so just accepted like yeah of course you're gonna get catcalled like i'm not surprised that our average um listeners age of being catcalled is 12 i'm not surprised by that at all and i'm not surprised by the amount of of my girlfriends are catcalled like that is not surprising to me and i guess after a certain point when something is so not surprising when something is so normal, there is no, there's no, there's nothing to be done. Yeah. Like no one is calling to action because if this was, if this was unacceptable, if this never happened, and like for the first time ever a child was like yelled at and whistled at and said you have a nice ass from a guy in a van, everyone would go crazy. They'd be like, what is this? Like this, this man should be in jail for being a paedophile. Like what? Like what is this behaviour? But because it's just normal, it's just how it is. It's just like, oh, yeah, if, if you're going to be cackled at some point in your life. Get ready for it. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not cackled now, you're going to be cackled later at some point. And then you're not really told how to deal with it. And, yeah, there's obviously always jokes made like, yeah, like, bark back at them or, like, <laughs> um, scream, yelling with your hands up towards them to, like, embarrass them. But, like, what do you do? when? Because you're in danger. Yeah. What do you do?
1: I don't do anything i walk away i ignore and i completely respect the people that do fight back who do make a comment who do call them out who do try and embarrass them or take any other approach because you know <laughs> there's so many ways to respond to something that's invasive it takes balls yeah it takes balls but at the end of the day you are putting yourself in a more dangerous position by doing that and if that's the choice yeah. that you've made then that's the choice that you've made but um, there is nothing shameful or anti-feminist about literally just walking the fuck away because yeah there have been cases where people have responded to their sexual aggressors and they've literally been murdered so y- your concern isn't misplaced
0: i think a lot of my early teenhood, mm-hmm. i spent i like, had a lot of guilt around like why am I not responding? Like, why am I not saying anything? Mm-hmm. Because basically I, re- <laughs> I was reminded because we had a year ago today, memory of like <laughs> book recommendations. And I know I recommended what's a girl going to do um by Holly Bourne. And this book, I, so I read this book like three times in the span of three years or something, because it was just my feminist awakening. <laughs> and it's basically about this girl who like creates a feminist society and kind of, yells yeah, back at sexual harassers and that sort of thing and i was like so inspired by her and i was like oh my god i have, to use, I have to use. obviously now i've grown as <laughs> grown as a feminist obviously <laughs> like god it's it's a bit like girl boss whatever but like that's fine i just and so i spent a lot of that time feeling really guilty that i wasn't doing more mm-hmm. but at the same time you have to just be like pick your fucking battles yeah this is not a battle you have to fight to be honest big time so the next question we asked on the polls was, is rape culture prevalent in your school? Um, would you like to answer this question? You can you can, you can, pass if you want. Um,
1: I would say yes, it is largely, and this is not a personal experience. This is very widespread.
0: 81% of our listeners think that rape culture is prevalent in their school, and the people that voted no were either um, <laughs> people who went to girls' schools or boys. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we can see a bit of a trend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we asked them to expand on it. And I just, I, when I was answering this question on the polls, I was thinking, do you know what? Recently, I feel like the actual culture of it has not been that bad. You know, like I was actually going to, I was going to click no. I was thinking, maybe, you know, maybe it's not that bad. And then I read the, the, the comments and I was like, oh, all of this happens. Yeah. My brain has just filtered out the fact that it's rape culture. Yeah. And I actually just, it's just normal. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it's good to notice, it's good to call out of yourself. Um, so let's remind ourselves what rape culture is. Rape culture is all of the things that lead up to rape. That includes rape jokes, that includes coercion, that includes revenge porn, that includes locker room banter, that includes slut shaming, that includes catcalling. Things that I just, yeah. for some reason, just assumed were not rape culture. <laughs> needed to be reminded yes they're rape culture literal sexual assault cases in our year people making rapey jokes etc was a main common thread among these answers
1: i think it's always really hard to navigate when you've got someone in a in a circle that you're in or just a group that you're in be it a workforce a year group a group of friends who you either know is like a perpetrator of sexual violence or has been accused of it it's very hard to navigate but, um, like obviously it's important to like listen to victims and believe victims. It's so hard though because obviously, from a legal framework and like and like until that is like they've been convicted, technically, you cannot go around being like this person is a rapist, but at the yeah. end of the day when the when the numbers are one in five, women will be raped in their lifetime in the u k like what are the chances that your friend is lying or this person is lying or making it up or slandering for no for no reason? It's just that. <sighs> they
0: never it's so okay let's say let's say you are raped right and the chances of that aren't that low unfortunately but let's say you are raped um then let's say you decide to report it again the chances of that are even lower because reporting it is fucking hard because then you have to then admit to yourself and then admit to someone in a place of authority like oh i've been i've been violated then one further step you then have to like Go through having a rape kit done. Once again, you are being violated. Then again, you have to be questioned and interrogated by police. Again, you are violated. Again, you are violated. Again, you are violated. The chances of that, of that even then having enough evidence and like DNA and having enough evidence beyond reasonable doubt, the chances are even fucking smaller. Who is going to report it? Mm-hmm. And then let's say, okay, you reported it it's gone to the police you've gone through all the rape kits you've gone through the interrogation you've gone through the courts. they've been prosecuted what happens when you come out of that oh my god you ruined his life oh you put him in jail why would you why would you even say that like he was drunk you were drunk like get over it it just doesn't seem fucking worth it Mm. and then when you're walking around and you know that someone who has sexually assaulted you is just in your year like how how do you navigate that yeah like it literally impossible so that's working our way down from the rape culture pyramid working slightly more down we've got guys looking at the skirts all of the prevention posters are aimed at women so mm. kind of like don't get too drunk don't really wear that and i know we are becoming much much more aware of um victim blaming again another part in the in the um
1: rape culture pyramid
0: rape culture pyramid i think there's just like because we're being taught from a generation beyond us above us there is just a generational thing where it's like leave something to the imagination like don't let it all out like don't get too drunk because no one is saying the words you are asking for it but the underlying message constantly is you are fucking asking for it
1: yeah completely completely and i'm so glad that the point of prevention has been brought up because when you're in a school environment you know there's the half-hearted consent talks every so often and you know I, I've undergone a fair few of them in my time um and what the common thread amongst them is always that I walk away feeling worse than when I entered feeling <laughs> yeah. so 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 drained and the the, uh, the focus my problem is that the focus is never on um, here's what we can do to stop these issues from happening again and affecting this group disproportionately and by this group I mean women or people affected by patriarchy the focus is always on right this has happened here's what we do now but even then it's not like concrete helpful advice like I don't think I've ever mm. been told by an authority figure here's how you file for a rape kit here's um, mm. don't like you're, what you're meant to be told is don't bathe don't shower don't wash your clothes don't tamper with any potential evidence Go to a hospital and fill out a rape kit as soon as you can. That's what we should be being told. But it's, here's a link. If you're upset, Mm. here's a link. If you've been raped and violated, here's a link. Like, there is nothing on how can we teach the perpetrators of the violence, who are about 90% of the time male, like, how can we prevent them from putting people in this position versus, okay, it's happened, here's the link. On top of that, how do we change the conversation from don't get in that situation
0: into don't put people in that yeah. situation because the thing is i think i think the main like consensus is like it's just it's just a secret few like there are just a few secret creepy guys and then after that every guy is all right and i know like i trust me i don't think every single guy is like some of secret sexual so i'm not that's not what i'm saying but like it's not a secret guy in an alleyway coming to grab you it's your best friend yeah and it's also your boyfriend and it's also like a family member and it's also a guy at a party that you know who's a friend of a friend it is not some random secret guy at a bar when you're at university spiking your drink so he can go and rape you although it is that as well but it's literally your best mate
1: the worst part is that statistically 90% of the time uh, rape victims report that the person who raped them was someone that they knew previously as elif was exactly. just saying so it literally i'll try and find the source and that of that and put it in the description but i've seen that many time, i promise
0: <laughs> i also just want to discuss the whole like the blurred lines around consent mm-hmm. because i know like when again it's going back to the whole like you didn't have it as bad as i did that kind of dividing conversation that girls seem to be having for some weird fucking reason um but like your boyfriend can rape you yeah which i don't think people are grasping and there's that whole like it's it's kind of missed out in these conversations where the fine line between consent and not consent and then that being invalidated because it's not the kind of type of sexual assault that you think is that you think is what makes it valid and we expect some violent tussle where like there's bruise and stretch like scratch marks and like th- they're bleeding and it's like this dramatic like i i was screaming no and he raped me like that of course happens but like that shouldn't be more valid than people who were like just coerced into it and like were begged into it and guilt tripped into it because that is still as much of rape yeah and i don't think and just because it doesn't look like what you think rape looks like doesn't make it not rape just because it was your boyfriend that was like please like oh like i'm gonna i don't know i'm gonna hurt myself if you don't do this for me like please like i'm gonna break up with you that is and then you feel like you have to do it to me that is still just as valid as the other one because you didn't have the chance to say no even yeah and i don't think people are grasping that and then what happens is there are girls saying okay, I get that, but it was your boyfriend. So, like, you know, like, what was the big deal? It was your boyfriend. You were already dating him. Like, he's already seen you naked. Like, what was the big deal? You just weren't in the mood. It's so, like, yeah, but that's still rape.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the describing it as blurred lines was a brilliant choice of words as of that song. <laughs> Blood blood blood. Blood. Why is it such like, <laughs> I a. I know dream? you want it! I know you want it! Well, this is the thing a lot of pop culture is so heavily upholding rape culture in its lyrics. Like, you analyse any song from the mid 2000s, and I guarantee you're going to find so much. It's actually concerning. No, yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's not just songs. I don't know. It's songs, but it's also just like the amount of porn within pop culture as well. Yes. And like just. And like then again, it's like it's violent as well. It's not yeah. even like like it's just not pretty. It's not a pretty sight at all. And so yeah, there's songs like Bloodlines and Baby It's Cold Outside. Like <laughs> you know, say what's well in this drink. Like it's just it's just a little bit too dodge <laughs> that they're getting away with it.
1: Yeah, completely but then but then what you will get is people invalidating this observation being like oh my god I can't believe you're trying to cancel a Christmas song like actually get your act together and for the record I'm not trying to cancel a Christmas song I'm actually singing it as a duet with Ellis for the winter <laughs> recital. so take that but it's just like I <laughs> take
0: really that cancel
1: culture <laughs> suck on it <laughs> but I just
0: <laughs> um as i was You're saying would say suck on that not suck on it <laughs> that was an unfortunate of words.
1: but as i was saying it's just it's crazy how we actually gaslight women into just completely like second guessing every experience they've had everything they've had yeah, like absolutely it's insane
0: also just I-, I had a few experiences as well just with during the beginning of this year with dress codes and like sort of the attitude of teachers and older people and I just thought I was going crazy I genuinely thought like I'm actually going I'm going like this obviously isn't a big deal like I'm obviously going insane until I started speaking to other girls who were like no like this is actually affecting me as well like no this isn't okay and I just and me as someone who like I really do feel like I have a lot of self-trust and a lot of self-trust in my judgment and how I kind of quantify how important something is and sort of picking and choosing my battles because I've fought a lot of stupid battles when need I was younger, to. like when I didn't need to like stupid things, like the most irrelevant things, but I was doing it because I thought, I'm a feminist, yeah 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 don't get me wrong, there's still good things to do like especially when you're young, like you know you need to be able to recognise these things, but some things I I just thought I was going insane, because people around me, boys, and teachers and I don't know school systems in place were just telling me like stop overreacting yeah but I don't think I was
1: (laughs) we're never overreacting are we though that that's the point and it's easier if you convince women if you play on more gender stereotypes you're like oh you're just being emotional and angry and you're being melodramatic melodramatic and oh my god a woman moment and then you can just suppress every (laughs) single valid concern ever and that's just how it continues to operate in a full cycle
0: all right let's look at the next question have you participated in rape culture? Ooh, been waiting time for this one. Old question. <laughs> do you know how many of my listeners haven't participated in rape culture? Mm-hmm. 78%. Bullshit. <laughs> Love you guys, but... I wanna read I wanna read a beautiful response from one of our favourite listeners. We don't have favourites, but we absolutely do have favourites because one of our favourites um said to be honest, I think everyone participates or has participated in one way or another in rape culture without even knowing it, maybe. The percentage seems unreal to me. Us too. I get that people want to convince themselves they don't and probably never have, but they probably all have. I don't know. We feel the same.
1: We do. We do. And obviously, I completely appreciate that, Um, number one, I think we misinterpret like what rape culture is and when you hear that phrase it's quite inflammatory and you forget how everyday mm. and normalized like the aspects that it can cover and you're like well I've never made a rape joke okay but mm. have you laughed at one you know and I'm really hesitant mm. to push this narrative of like friends or because like being toxic by association is such a dangerous game and I think it almost applies yeah. to cancel culture in a way because it's like at what point do you draw the line? This person says something problematic and this person is friends with them mm-hmm. and this person is friends with them so where do you cut off the chain? Like You can't condemn somebody by someone else's actions. No, no not at all. But I really think, especially in like a social setting, your group really reflects on you and what mm-hmm. you let slide does matter in the long run a lot more than you think it does
0: not even that but i just know i know girls who are fully aware of the actions of one of their guy friends and yet don't seem to care it's insane
1: it's and yet still
0: associate with them still are friends with them and i asked i asked one of them like oh like does that not that not against your morals and she's like what do you mean and then was like well you know he's done this and she's like oh yeah 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 kind of moved on and I was like okay but like the fact that it didn't even come to your head like that's not even on your radar is actually concerning to me like you know for like you like you know you know and yet you still choose to associate with that person it tells me a lot about your character and I'm not saying like you're an awful evil person that like you're, you need to be cancelled like that's not what I'm saying but I'm just saying it's quite telling yeah that's all
1: definitely definitely and we can uphold rape culture in so many ways, like even if you're not the one as we were saying, doing the cat calling, like I think mm. we also forget like and I think this is worth paying attention to because we haven't really touched on it thus far, but um, if you are being sexually like aggressive in any way, like you don't just have to be a man to do this, and I think that a lot yeah. of girls get away with sexually aggressive behavior both in person <laughs> and online because we don't recognize sexual violence from women to nearly the same extent whether that be a girl getting really touchy just you know because she enjoys messing with boys or like flirting with them just to get them all flustered or sending like unsolicited pictures I think sometimes that can happen like it's just funny when a girl does a bit of a guy sent his dick it'd be like whoa do you know what I mean
0: another thing also like girl on girl as well like mm. I just I just feel like it's just not Like I don't know people because other people are like, oh my god, yeah, like that's fair, like that's attractive, but like it actually, I just have seen it like almost more than I'm seeing like guys at parties. Like I'm seeing girls be like with other girls way more. Like I can tell like they're uncomfortable. It's just like I don't, I, I don't know. It's just not really spoken about how the fact that girls just seem to actually get away with
1: it. Yeah, completely. And obviously, there's so many reasons why this is. And we we know all of that. But like in practice, it, it's actually quite hard to recognize and call out. And I think mm. people don't have the same incentive or the same urgency to call it out as they do with guys. And I think that a lot of these conversations, as I was saying earlier, a lot of these like feminist conversations become more mainstream. And in turn, like, we sort of dumb it down for the collective and we, de- mm. we demonize men as a group. And I'm not saying they don't deserve it because fucking hell. <laughs> But, like, there are points at which you've got to give it a bit more nuance than that. And you can't just be like, men are terrible. Motorhokers are men. Therefore, like, that—that that is mm-hmm. it. Done and dusted. Like, these conversations need to be applied more to everyone because they affect everyone.
0: As much as I, I love a
1: misandrist,
0: okay? I love a girl screaming, kill all men from the rooftops. I hate the narrative of like i do hate that attitude i it is so gets us nowhere yeah i don't mind it in a girl's like space where you're just like yeah. you're, you're like oh yeah like you're just laying off steam like men are trash kill all men whatever that is not gonna have long-term implications that are like uh, pushing harmful narratives that's not what i'm saying but i am saying like in these conversations to just be like yeah like all men like every man do you know what i mean like, it's just not productive at all and I to be honest, I'm the first to say this, of course. I of course I will scream kill all men. When because when it is relevant, it is fucking relevant. Yeah. Like if because for me to come back like on my walk home from school, for me to come back and be like, Oh, I just got off the bus and someone just yelled at like a man just like catcalled me, for you to then be like, Okay, but it's not all men, Elif. like it's it's not really all men. Be productive. You can't, can't you can't you can't get angry at that. Like, no, in that moment I'm gonna need you to be with me and be like, <laughs> Yeah, you're right, kill all men. But like in in productive conversations, it is not helpful and I, I don't like it because it just, it seems really, I don't know. And also, you're also forgetting that, like, how the power, the power structures between white women and black men as well. Because yep. so often we confuse, like, you know, black men, do, there's a whole, like, white men are so, white women are so, like nervous and afraid you'll clutch your purse whatever but how does he know if you're clutching your purse because you're a man or because if you're black
1: yeah exactly and white woman tears is so fucking powerful it's that like we just got that at our disposal and it's such a weapon it's something we have to be aware of
0: so it's not fair to be like kill all men and then forget that part of the conversation is all i'm saying lastly we asked you guys what do you wish was spoken about more in these types of conversations we had many many amazing responses i think we've covered most things about how even the smallest things can contribute to rape culture e.g jokes comments etc um or the fact that your boyfriend or friend could rape you and it's not just some scary stranger but then also someone said talking about male rape because i feel like what goes hand in hand with this is toxic masculinity and the idea of like okay we well should have enjoyed it or like boys don't cry Boys don't talk about their emotions. Therefore, how are they supposed to talk about the fact that they've been sexually violated? Yeah. Um. I don't know. How do we tackle this?
1: I think that we need to start having honest conversations, and I think that we need to destigmatize rape as a topic because, like, as a general mm. topic, because it's really unfortunate. But a lot of these, like, it's not unfortunate. It's unfortunate for the people that are struggling to accept it. But a lot of these topics are just so interlinked. That's how intersectionality works. That until we view this from like a more feminist lens and men listen to women's experiences, we can't destigmatise rape as a topic because it disproportionately affects mm. women. And then those male victims, in turn, can have their voices heard if the entire topic is being viewed by a more general group of people in a more like productive light. So I think carrying on having the conversations, but I don't think the answer is to go straight to, men, tell us your stories, because there are so many reasons yeah. why they won't. And It's aside from all the toxic masculinity and the patriarchal stuff, it is also the fact that rape culture is still so stigmatized. And at present that issue disproportionately affects women. So that still links into it so heavily.
0: I think also the conversation needs to centre on men and like how they can be supportive to their male friends. And I'm not saying that women can't be toxic, it's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that whenever I've seen all heard of guys coming forward. The response from women has been polar opposite to the response from men. Yeah, and it's usually the men saying, "Oh, you should have liked it," rather than the girls, because the girls have the empathy to relate it to their own experiences. Yeah. Which is sad that they that is the case, but that is the case.
1: Yeah, completely.
0: I mean, do you think that toxic masculinity is a byproduct of rape culture, or do you think rape culture is a byproduct of toxic masculinity?
1: Hmm. Now this is really interesting. I think that like sexual, um, sexuality as a form of even social capital or a form of power, a power structure, mm. like predates um, patriarchy by so so many years. Isn't that just patriarchy though?
0: I... The cap, the like the, the the capital of sexuality and the power of sexual sexual violence. I, is that not patriarchy?
1: I think to an extent it can be, but we have to be careful when approaching that because it could get a little bit, like, turfy, just because if we mm. focus too much on biology and reproduction, that's not encompassing of everyone who is affected by patriarchy. But I do yeah. think that, like, sexual culture predates misogyny as we know it today and today's okay, society. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. So, but misogyny and patriarchy yeah as separate constructs though
1: that's that's true okay so i think sexual culture predates misogyny by a long time and i think misogyny is very interlinked with patriarchy um so i think they're separate by
0: sexual culture do you mean rape culture
1: Yes, I guess so, and I think, yeah, I do. I, the only reason I'm hesitating to say rape culture is because it's only been so, like, within the past a hundred years that we've even begun to talk about rape. In that, like, marital yeah. rape was still legal until so recently that rape and has is happened. still legal and in many countries. Yes, yeah, so many countries. Um, so I think that like they uphold each other because mm-hmm. toxic masculinity allows for like the normalization of dominance and the need for power and the need to fulfill patriarchy but the patriarchy is like so upheld by sexual violence because it's such a strong tool we can use to oppress women i think it's probably the strongest tool at anyone's disposal to oppress largely speaking women as a group do you agree yeah yeah okay no i see what you mean i see what you mean Guys, I think we should just clarify Um, that we just got really sidetracked and we forgot that we were recording and we just talked about like the most like, like insignificant shit for about five minutes and then we realized
0: Charlotte's love life
1: lack thereof and we just got so like sidetracked (laughs) and then I remembered we were recording and it was like, I like, this is how you know it's like a safe space and this is, this is authenticity at its finest because Elephant and I are actually like comfortable and like this is just how we talk, you know. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I think... That didn't feel
0: very authentic. It's
1: like we scripted it, we haven't. Okay, I think we should tie this... This in. is a
0: very, very safe space. Yes. This is not a safe space, guys.
1: Um, Talking of not safe spaces, <laughs> how can we begin to tackle a topic as huge and prevalent as rape culture? What do you think?
0: That's such a good question. I think we just have to talk. Yeah. And then if we fuck up, we fuck up, and then we get over it, and then we learn how to not fuck up, and then we fuck up again, and then we learn to not fuck those things up, and we just keep fucking talking because if no one talks, no one does anything, and no one learns anything, and then people keep going. Yeah, yeah, she's so fit. I tap that. I do know people that say that in England, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't know what the English alternative. Do people say that?
1: Um, I would. What's the English alternative. I would. Oh! <laughs>
0: Like yeah, like I'm gonna cut her cheek. I don't know, like something. Yes, yeah, see, it made you shudder because that is how they talk. <laughs> no, it's just it. I just the vile, the 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 vileness. Yeah, I don't know. Needs to stop. We need to be honest to with it. ourselves. We just need to be honest, and sometimes we just need to talk,
1: and that is okay.
0: Do you know what? This has been a great talk.
1: I've really enjoyed this talk. This is what we should do. Talk. Take inspiration from us. Exactly. Because we are really. Have these inspiring.
0: conversations with your friends and please, please tweet back to us. Maybe in a laugh or podcast review. Who knows? Please DM us. Please tell us what you hate. Please tell us what you love. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. So there's that. Honestly. You know? We'll see you when we see you.
1: Yeah. No, in a fortnight. Like, Fortnite yeah. is the goal, but is that the reality?
0: We will see you all next time bye guys, bye guys. <laughs> 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 oh my god I another- love